0: Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM studios in Spartanburg, South
1: Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines.
0: Impex Pre presents. Start your engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now. Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen
2: Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a Father's Day weekend, uh, Juneteenth, which uh, Wells Fargo gave me a new holiday and I can't use the ones I've already got, so now i got another one. So, uh, Well, happy Father's Day, Perry. Well, thank you and happy Father's Day to you. And happy Father's Day to you, Allen. Happy Father's Day to you. And uh,
3: good morning, Greg. How are you? Oh, happy Father's Day to everybody. I'm not exactly a father, but I'm a stepfather. Well, that's a... Uh, well, that counts just as much. I guess that mean, so. That means just as much. It counts here. And we expecting uh, Berta's expecting her first grandchild.
2: I thought it already came. No, yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, it almost come on her birthday. So uh, it's only three weeks old, but she's about to try- go nuts to go up there and see it see the baby and i don't blame her
2: well anyway it's a beautiful day out there and it's hot and my air conditioner went out so uh that wasn't too that oh, was of course it did <laughs> that wasn't too good but uh anyway we got a lot of racing to talk about i tell you what we're uh the the tracks are open for business in just about every series uh i can't say right off the bat that we uh I had a little bum information last week there is no Canadian Grand Prix this year that we were looking up and uh it was canceled because of covid and Le Mans is in August instead of June like it's been for the first 88 editions so the 89th Le Mans race is August 20th and 21st so we'll talk about that later but we had a lot of racing last weekend the All-Star race and the the, um, the IndyCar race and we'll we'll cover all of it plus the Trumped up racing they had up there at uh, Stafford, Connecticut, with uh, Tony Stewart and uh, Ray Evernham's uh, series. So, uh, what you getting ready to say there, Alan? Well, we had a lot of local racing going on, I even bet. though it did rain on
4: certain uh, rain. One of our racetracks out, but it did get the other racetrack they Ain't something? They
2: only about twenty miles apart. You sent me a picture of uh, what was that Cherokee? Cherokee. Man, it looked like it was underwater.
4: Oh, uh, those ducks out there! <laughs>
2: well let's start off with uh oh and uh greg you got us a good guest today who do we have at 11 o'clock we got a real
3: good guest uh he's right there to the harvey firestone who was big buddies with him for the first we've got uh nick firestone who is the grandson great grandson. excuse me that'd be the great 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 grandson of uh, uh of harvey firestone and he still races and I think he's supposed to be running uh, the Baja with PJ Jones, Barnett, his oldest son. And uh lives out in Phoenix and still supports firestones and they're still prevalent in racing and he when he goes racing he'll put his firestones on even if he's gonna get outrun.
2: I think uh, the last time we talked to him he was in, we didn't talk to him last year, it was the year before last and he was in Mexico getting ready to run uh some sort of off road thing and I I did look him up on the internet last night and he's big into go-karts. He's got like his own line of go-karts. So we'll call him at 11 o'clock and talk about all that sort of stuff. Uh, let's look quickly here at the All-Star Race, which uh, I don't know. It's so gimmicky. I and, and it was a long time between the races, I thought. And then, uh, I mean, I guess I'm the grumpy old get out of my yard kind of guy. But, you know, all the rock and roll and uh, and the introduction of the drivers and all this I, I just you know I just want them to hop climb into wind and race I, I didn't really need all that other stuff and and it was so gimmicky like I mean I would make fun about some stuff like uh, the signs of the Zodiac being involved but I mean this was about like that there was so much going on to to get to the next level and inverting the field and uh, it was crazy but anyway they ran it and they- <laughs> And that same guy that wins every week won again. So uh, uh, Kyle Larson, of course, was the winner. And we picked the winner. And Greg, on a hot streak here, Greg picked it. And so he's tied for first place with Ronnie. And uh, um, Lanny and I have won each. So uh, Greg's leading the pack there with uh, with Ronnie. and uh, But Kyle Larson won it. And he uh, did slip by Ron... Uh, Ron... Brad Keselowski with a couple of laps to go, I think seven laps to go, and win the thing. And uh, Elliott was third, Logano was fourth, and Ryan Blaney was fifth. So it was uh, uh, Hendrick and Penske pretty much at, at the front. And the uh, the people got in by virtue of uh, um, Eric Almirola won the final stage of the Open, the NASCAR Open, or the whatever they call it. Ross Chastain won the first stage of the Open, so he got in. Tyler Reddick won the second stage of the Open and he got in. And then the fans voted in Matt Benedetto, which surprised me. I'd have bet my... House. house <laughs> that, uh, air conditioner. I did. <laughs> I'd have bet my air conditioner that uh, they'd have picked uh, Bubba. But they didn't. They picked uh, Matt Benedetto. So, uh... Anyway, that's how it shook out, and that's, it's over with for another year, and it was in Texas, and I don't know where it's going to be next year. I wouldn't necessarily recommend Texas, but, uh, you know, it used to be an event I really looked forward to when they had it. When Back in the old days when Earnhardt was in it and Bud Moore was in it and, you know, and all, all the— Well, they, they weren't—the
5: thing, the, the best thing about the old All-Star Race for me was that they weren't running for points. So they weren't trying to just finish. They were all trying to win. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, they weren't running for points last week. But it's just, uh, it was, it used to be if you won a race before, you got in. That's that's how you qualified to get They might throw one extra one in there. But you had those great races like uh, when they started running it at night at Charlotte with uh, in a full moon. And Kyle Petty and Davey Allison and Earnhardt all started mixing it up. And those were, that was some great races. You had it in the afternoon. Back in the real old days with the pass in the grass between Earnhardt and uh, uh, Bill Elliott and and Jeff Bodine was in there beating and banging with them. Those were some races that I look forward to. I tell you what, if the all-star race was like it was last weekend, I mean, I could take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter. uh, That that deal
3: about doing it at night, Barry's right. I remember the first time they ran it. Well, we know they, they had a thing that Atlanta tried to run on Mother's Day, but when they went to Charlotte and they put in the lights and they got running at night and it was a whole different atmosphere. Everybody was real serious about winning the race because of the money, mainly the money, and the prestige, and it was just excitement in the air. And I'm like, Perry, they watered it down out at Texas. They pulled every trick, I mean, except... Well, Fox digging is, up Porter Wagner or somebody out or whatever, but, Fo- but they just they just gimmick it a little bit.
2: Yeah, too Fox much. has Hollywooded the thing up so much that it's. Uh, I mean, I, I it wasn't that enjoyable for me.
3: Well, it wasn't for me either.
2: Well, let's look at. Oh, and you speaking of that night race they ran that time. That was the first time I had ever seen those like fluorescent numbers on the side of the car, and it was y'all's car that number 15. I don't, I don't know if it was Jeff Bodine or or it's Jeff. Yep. Yeah. That was a pretty car. And I said, goodness, those numbers glow under these lights. And that was it was really something. So, anyway, let's look at the point standings real quick, although the race last week didn't count towards the points. but uh, So, nothing's changed. With three wins each are Kyle Larson and Martin Truex. Alex Bowman has two wins. And then all the drivers with one win are Chase Elliott. William Byron, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Christopher Bell, and Michael McDowell in that order based on their stage points. And then the guys that haven't won a race in order 12 through 16 based on their stage points are Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, and Chris Boucher. With, uh, on the outside looking in, trying to get into that top 16 is... Matt D. Benedetto, Kurt Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, and Ross Chastain. So, anyway, that's, uh, that's about... Well, I do have some news and notes here. Get this. Um, colleague Racing, that's been doing so well in the Xfinity Series with Almondinger and uh, Justin Haley, have purchased two of Spire Motorsports' um, charters and will be full-time in Cup next year with um Justin Haley and most people think uh probably Almendinger, but that's the other position or the other seat has not been taken yet. So uh that was kind of interesting. So we've got another team and another instance of selling. Two charts. Two charts. Two char it's how'd Spire Motorsports get three to begin with is what I don't understand.
3: I, I don't know. You know, we discussed stuff like that years ago how to do it. And and something was brought up about that. NASCAR wouldn't even think about it. But I like it at Indy. You got 33 cars start. If You don't cut the mustard. You don't start. Yeah, there's a lot of people that agree with
2: you. Uh, we'll get to the television uh, schedule later. But they are in Nashville this week. And they ran the trucks last night. And I can touch on that real quick. Get it out of the way, I guess. It was a reasonably boring race, except for the fact that it was won by... A guy that's never won a race, uh, a truck. It was his first truck race, and that was, a uh, Ryan Priest. And, um, he beat Todd Gilliland, who, uh, sort of disgusted me after the race when they were talking to him. And he said, I had the best truck, but when I tried to pass him, uh... It was a, uh, it was a little loose and I couldn't get by. And I said, "Well, then you didn't have the best truck." <laughs> that's right. I,
3: I heard that. I mean, I was watching all that stuff. He had the
2: best much. truck, but he was too loose. So.
3: He anyway. the best truck. And it was too loose. I couldn't get by him. Well, well he didn't have the best
2: truck. Then he didn't have the best <laughs> truck, <laughs> that's what, that's and, and it wasn't particularly close. I, well, what's the margin of victory here? Well, it was a, almost a second, which in NASCAR is a long way. That's a lot. Uh, Ryan Priest won it in a Ford. Todd Gilliland was second, Grant Enfinger third, Zane Smith fourth, Stuart Friesen fifth, Matt Crafton sixth, Ben Rhodes seventh, Ty Majewski eighth, Austin Hill ninth, and John Hunter Nemechek, who usually wins these things, was tenth. The points um, look like this, and they will run their next race at Pocono a week from today. John Hunter Nemechek is the point leader. He's got a 70-point lead over Ben Rhodes. Austin Hill is third. Todd Gilliland, who had the best truck last night, was fourth, and Zane Smith is fifth. So uh, I noticed uh, Hallie Deegan, who was uh, they made made a pretty big deal out of her this uh, off season, was going full time in truck, and maybe she'll get it figured out. But she's not doing so hot. She was a she was frequently lapped last night. Um, one more bit, little bit of housekeeping that uh, I'll tell you about. We kind of had some bum information last week, which I can't blame on anybody. I'll take the blame for it for not being up on it a little better. But I am now and the uh, Canadian Grand Prix was canceled. I think Deb said it was on the last Saturday afternoon, which I'm not blaming Deb because, uh, and you looked it up and said, yep, two o'clock. So I don't know what you were looking at, but uh, it was canceled and they're, they're not having it this year. But the good news is, if you've already bought your tickets, they're good for 2022. So uh, that's a load off my mind. And I think Deb also said that Le Mans was last week. Well, Le Mans is, I think I already mentioned this, August 21st and 22nd. I might have had the dates wrong, but it's in August. And that'll be the 89th annual 24 hours of Le Mans. And uh, I guess it was just uh, the. Do, first- they have, do they state a reason why the change? No. I'm sure it must probably be COVID-related. You know, I, I don't see anything here that says it. But the first 88 were in June, but it's in August now. So uh, that's uh, that's the housekeeping. I, I tell you, uh, I had to battle Greg to, uh, last week to not tell me who was doing what in the IndyCar races. But I thought those were some of the best races of the weekend, if not the best. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But if you didn't see it in that first one... Um, Felix Rosenquist was going into turn six, which was a pretty tight right-hander. And when he backed off or whatever what he did, it hung the throttle wide open. I mean, you could hear that thing revving as, as, I mean, it was flat out moving. And he hit that tire barrier, went under it and hit the concrete like those road barriers you see on the, on the interstate and knocked one of those and split it. And he, it's a it wonder he wasn't really hurt, but he's fine. But they, you're uh, exactly right, Barry. The throttle stuck.
3: You could hear it. And he went, yeah, you could hear the motor going, but... Uh, wide open. It. He went through a tire barrier that had been covered, you know, to make, keep them all condensed. Yeah. Which, you know, soak up. And they actually had it, seemed like some styrofoam or something behind that. Then they had some regular, uh, re- either cement or or whatever and he went through all three of them the car was halfway in i said oh no i said i hope this i hope this ain't bad
2: well that might be an example of the hans device saving him because uh i mean it, it was a severe stop it and i
3: think the the people that was coming up to it saw you know with the films and everything just how hard he hit
2: well it wasn't nearly the fastest turn either but boy when that thing hung open it it took off but i tell you what We're about 30 seconds late here for a break, so let's take our first break and come back and talk to Alan Hill and see what happened last week and what's happening today and tomorrow in the world of uh, local racing. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1400 and 98.3 FM.
0: Impex Pre-Owned
6: is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it; drive it at Impex Pre-Owned.
0: Asheville Highway, Oiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now.
7: You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long
8: Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If her propane tank is running low, call and we will have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel,
9: located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
10: Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land. It doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free.
11: I see moon I see trouble
2: And speaking of bad moon rising, here's our bad local reporter. Watch it. Alan Hill, Alan, what's
4: going on out there? All right. Like I said last weekend, we started off with a little bit of rain at Cherokee Speedway. They had to cancel everything out at Cherokee Mm -hmm. Speedway. But right up the road there at Harris Speedway, they had eight divisions running. We're going to start off with Thunder Bomber B Division. First place went to Travis Jameson. Second went to Joshua Lucas. Third went to Alan Walker in the Pure Stock Division. First place, Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second place, Tommy Shuttles. And third place, Josh Ayers In the Renegade Division, first place, Josh Burgess. Second, Brock Ritchie. Third, Johnny Hill In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place, Bradley Williams. Second place, Jonathan Butler. Third, Jamie Coggins. Thunder Bomber A Division, first place. Congratulations to Luke Doggett. And second, Blake Bentley. Third, Steve Green. Young Gun Division, first place, J.J. Coggins, second, Caden Presnell, third, Bryson Lindsley. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place, Jesse Wall, second, David Lucas, third, Chris Jackson. In the 602 Late Models, we're going to go to first place, Justin Taylor, second, Bailey Lau, and third, Byron McDowell. Okay, now we're going to
2: move over to Traveler's Rest Speedway. That was last night. I got a question for you. Yes. Did they motorcade from Cherokee up to Harris last week? Because that's uh, something they did a few weeks ago, isn't it? Uh, well, Cherokee done canceled out before they
4: even got started, so uh, so they didn't get there. They uh, didn't. Motorcade. They didn't get their motorcade even started. They already they's already sitting at Harris Speedway. Okay, and like to hey, Harris stayed there a little later. Ironed that racetrack back out.
2: Said, boys, we just hang with us. We're going to go racing. Well, that is something that the, those tracks aren't that far apart. And for one to get washed out and the other one to have the show was, uh, it just, uh, there was a line it, there somewhere. Depends on how much rain you actually get. Well, we
5: were talking last week. Don't go by what's happening in your front yard. <laughs> yeah. You need to check
4: the track. That's it. Well, I hate to say it. Uh, my brother, he's going to send me a little smiley face here in a little bit. Back in the 70s, we didn't have all this technology stuff. You'd have to go to a, a pay phone or a, a rotary dial phone, and you'd call Cherokee Speedway, and they had a phone up there in the tire, and old man Rock golf. You could hear it pouring down rain on that metal roof. He said, oh, we're going to run. Come on, <laughs> boys. We're going to run. And would <laughs> <one> they? Yeah. <laughs> you, you might be there on Sunday. You can see the sun coming up on Sunday, but you're still racing. <laughs> but we're going to move over to Traverse Rest last night. They had some double main events at Travers Rest make up from the week before where they, they got their heat races in, but they just didn't rain come in and canceled out the main events. So they just run double main events last night over there. So we're going to start off with Thunder Bomber Division and the first one, which was the makeup race. First went to Justin Barber. Second went to Timmy Smith. Third went to Jason Edmonds. And then they come uh, after the... Everybody run their first main events. They just brought them boys right back out there again and said, okay, we're going to line you up. We're going to run a second main event. In the second main event, Chris Patterson, second, Kyle Goss, third was Timmy Smith. Timmy run second in the first one. He run third in the second one. In the rookie division, in the first main event, J.J. Coggins, second, Bryson Lindsley, and third, Caden Presnell. And then in the second main event, Preston Kelly, first place, second place, Trenton Jameson, and third, J.J. Coggins. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place, Jake Jackson, second place, Timmy Smith, third was Kyle Cooper. And then in the second main event, it was Jake Jackson, Timmy Smith, Kyle Cooper again. Same three, same, same place. Nothing changed. Well, there you go. Was there anybody else in the race? Uh, yeah, there's about, there's about 15 cars oh, okay. there. But in the renegade division, first place, Donnie Atkins. Second place, Josh Burgess. Third place, Wally Fowler.
2: There he is. There Third. he
4: is. What's he doing so, back there? Well, uh, sometimes uh, your car might be set up for a little bit drier track. In this uh, first main event, it was kind of still a little bit wet. But whenever he come back out there for that second main event, you know where he went to. The front. He went first place. First place, Wally Fowler. Second, Donnie Atkins. Third, Scott Cannon. And then we had Extreme Four Division, which they messed around got their main events in the week before, so they only had one main event there. First place, Bradley Williams. Second place, Randy Hill. Third place, Dean Riddle. In the Pure Stock Division, first place, Kevin Nations. Second was Travis Burdett. And third was Mikey Brock. Okay. Let's move up to Carolina Speedway up here in Gastonia, North Carolina. They raced last night. I'm going to start off with the Super Street Division. First place was Cade Langley. Second place was Colt Gilliam. Third place was Luke Edison. In the Pro pro Four Main, first place, Jacob Kinder. Second place, Curtis Bishop. Third was A.J. Barker. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place, Benji Knight. Second place, Hunter Thunderbrook. And third was Deuce Miller. And now for their main event, they had the Carolina Sprint Cars up there last night. They only had three other divisions racing for the warm-ups for these Carolina Sprints. And these boys, they showed out up there, had four heat races. But when it came down to the main event, first place, Brandon McLean. Second place, Jeff Oliver. And third place was Jake McLean them two might be brothers there. So, uh, <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Are, are there that many sprint cars in this area? Uh Yes, they are. That's and uh, It's surprising. And guess what? They're going to be... I'm going to give you a rundown on what the lineup is for Cherokee Speedway tonight. Cherokee Speedway, on the car tonight is the Carolina sprint cars. Now that, those so, are winged
7: cars, those right? Those are winged
4: cars, so they're going to move from... Guest on you right down here to Cherokee Speedway for a big main event there. Also on the schedule six oh four late models, street stock division, super sportsman division, thunder bombers division, extreme four, young gun V eight, and the pro stock four division. Cherokee Speedway the gates are going to open up this afternoon at four thirty. Drivers meeting is going to be at seven o'clock. Uh, Racing is going to start at eight o'clock. So that gives you time. To go out and have a good supper fish camp fish camp then ease on over there get there about quarter of eight. day get you a good seat sit down watch some good racing
2: now from my house you just go out 29 yeah stop at wagon wheel and cowpens, and then go on to cherokee i ain't figured out about
4: you and this wagon wheel it's close well it's close but i ain't never heard of a fish camp with a wagon wheel well, it's just the name of it. Well, I know it's just name, but most most of you fish camps are lighthouse. Well,
2: uh. I, in '59, when it opened, <laughs> they had to bring the fish in by wagon. Oh, from so, the from the Packlet River. So that's how I got the name wagon wheel. Okay. Maybe
4: uh, Cherokee Speedway to get in up there. Cherokee's the stands is going to be fifteen dollars to get in. Pitts is going to be thirty dollars. Uh, Harris Speedway. On the card up there at Harris Speedway tonight, we got the 602 late models. We got the renegade division. And you know who'll probably ease on up there to Harris tonight. Wally? Wally. He'll probably ease on up there. He to- doesn't go to Cherokee, does he? He don't. Uh, no. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he kinda, he makes a venture over there every so often. And yeah. He, he uh uh For some reason, he used to be able to get around Cherokee real good, but yeah, he just uh, for some reason can't seem to get around. Well, they it. changed the track. Maybe that had something to they, do with it. Did changed. they shorten it? They, they, no, they, uh, they just made the corners a whole lot more wider. But didn't it go from a half a mile to a? Like it, a yeah, it went from a long half mile to a three eighths of a mile. Yeah. But it's still, uh, it's, it's still a. Uh, uh, Good way to get around it is, uh, like one man said, you just got to throw the brake pedal out the window. <laughs> you, never, you don't use brake pedal over there. Okay. But uh, good luck to Wally up there at Harris Speedway tonight. Uh, also on the card is Crate Sportsman Division, Thunder Bomber Division, Pure Stock Division, Front Wheel Drive, uh, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns, Gates at Harris Speedway. will going to open up at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Driver's meeting is going to be at seven o'clock. Fifteen dollars to get in the stands. Uh, Thirty dollars to get in the pits. Also, would like to congratulate uh, John, one of our local drivers from around here, John from Davenport, better known as Superman. Uh, Mr. Rand got him a brand new Longhorn chassis out, but both races, he's won in both both races since he got that new Longhorn out. So uh, that's Labani's. That's Labonte's chassis. Yep. Also uh like to talk about uh, Kyle Larson who won last Sunday night. Well, if uh, Jamie Little posted up that he was in a shuttle bus going to the Texas airport, was flying to Ohio to run in a longhorn chassis rumbley car at Ohio on Monday night and mess around with one again. Mm. So that boy is uh Red Hot. He's red hot. He's riding that wave right now. Yeah, he is. So, uh, so I'd like to congratulate Kyle Larson and Superman and the Super Lake miles. You know, whenever you have to get out here and you have to travel these long distances and stuff, it puts a wear and tear on you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boys don't realize it, but you might have two race cars up in that trailer, but if you race out there on, uh, say, Thursday night, you in Mississippi, and you're going to race again on Friday night, a lot of these old boys, they pack, uh, Fifty-five gallon drums of water and stuff like that, and the next morning, wherever they at, they just unload it and start pressure washing it right there. Mm. And a lot of them spend the night. If it's like a two-day event at the same racetrack, they just do it right there. Mm. They don't. They don't leave the racetrack. They just stay right there. Everything. Whenever they load up at, for that weekend, they pack groceries, they pack drinks, they pack everything, and. Some of these, some lobbies haulers got shires in them, but guess what? That's your driver. <laughs> <laughs> your, crew, your crew members, they might not get to see a shire till Sunday night. Well, maybe they pressure wash them. Uh, sometimes you might need too. Is um, that it? That's pretty much it for our local racing. Are you any closer to getting a 25T on the train? I looked, I looked at something the other day, and I kind of liked it. And I said, well, I might have to order me one of these deals, but... Uh, Okay. Well, I hope you do, whatever it is. It's a Cadillac. Oh, uh, I like that. An STS nose piece or something like that. Have you ever noticed that STS Cadillac nose piece? They're making them in for these dirt cars now. Mm -hmm. And they make the Toyota Camrys. They make the Camaros and stuff like that. You send the new Camaro noses and stuff. Well, they're starting to make all these in molded plastic for all these dirt cars. And I just thumbing through uh, five star bodies the other day, and I looked, and then boy, that picture of this race car it caught my eye, and it had the it had the Cadillac STS nose piece mm. on that thing, and I said,
2: boy, that sure is pretty. What, why, why don't you see if you can get one from Brother Mike from the from Wheeling? Uh, well, that might really look good I, at Cherokee. I, I know they wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even like that at all.
4: Okay, <laughs> all okay. right. But that's pretty much our local racing. Well, get out of here it. and support it. Yes, sir. I got to do one correction
3: on, on Mister Hill sitting here. The wagon wheel <laughs> been there a long time. Nineteen fifty nine, right on the door, and it's a very famous uh, fish camp. I know it sounds strange with the wagon wheel and everything, but it's been around a long time. But there was a a lot of local race drivers went in there, and we did, and. Perry did when he was a kid with his mom and daddy and everything. It They had a pretty good racing presence in that place back during the 60s and it, it is good. But... Uh, yeah, I, I just want to correct you on that a little bit. Is that there's well, let me some, tell race, you. some racing history uh, back, at the Wagon Wheel. But they are in
4: other, other restaurants, too. Now, don't get me wrong. Well, back about 20, 25 years ago, or maybe a little bit longer than that, whenever Wally Fowler used to show up with that red 4 white car, it had Flounder Fish Camp on the side of it about every time. Mm. And uh,
2: like to You know, like our local business, supporting our local drivers. Well, that's right. And uh, you're right. There are a lot of fish camps. I'm just a big fan of catfish. I don't get it every time, but I usually do. You know what you can't find? And I ask them every time I go over there. They used to have real good catfish stew. I can't find it anywhere. Well, of course, I don't go but one place. Bud Moore used to make some great catfish stew. I think that's the first place I ever had it. But uh, anyway... I want to take this opportunity to thank Lanny McKinney before he gets away from me here. Lanny uh, maintains the Bud Moore Engineering website, does our Facebook page, does our podcast. And uh, as soon as Greg tells me who he's got for a guest, I text Lanny and everybody else and tell him. So, uh, Lanny, we appreciate everything you do for us and uh, keep up the good work. And we, will, uh, we won't we will need you this week to do anything because I, I pushed start at the right time. Well, you...
4: You're talking about Firestone. You know Firestone's big in the dirt tires, and we used to have the 106s and 125s. And you know where we used to have to get them at, don't you? Firestone. Firestone. But you know who our local dealer was? Elmo, Elmo. Henderson. Elmo Henderson from yeah. right up here at WRD and that big old sign.
2: Yeah. It'd be up on side of the interstate <laughs> up there. It had Firestone. You know, I uh, when I was in Miami, and that's probably Deb calling in. Um, Well, I'll tell you that story later. Let's take a break. I'll answer the phone with Deb. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400.
12: Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open.
9: If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner, puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We
0: are Fox Sports, The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our- on FM at 98.3.
13: Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit dot UpstateLogistics.com.
6: This is Jeremy Clement and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1498.3 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube
14: in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast, fair,
11: and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy, but also juicy and tender. Okay, it's crispy juicy tender, all one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun, which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so you'll just have to try it to understand it order ahead on the mcdonald's app at participating mcdonald's deb
0: williams is trackside and ready to go what's going on at this week's big race now let's go live to deb
2: Good morning, Deb. How are you today?
1: Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself?
2: We're doing great here in sunny Spartanburg on uh, Father's Day weekend. And uh, I know you owe your father a lot. I mean, he is your father, but I've heard you refer several times and and pretty recently uh, how he uh, took you to races when you were a little girl and kind of taught you how to watch one.
1: Well, he did. And uh, of course, he and mother were both going to races when mother was pregnant with me. But um, that's the only place they could get me to quit crying and sleep till I was a year old. It was in the infield at the dirt track at Asheville Weaverville under the loudspeaker. I, I
14: but I knew uh,
3: something was in there because racing's in your blood, and yeah,
1: you, you're yeah. the first
3: woman journalist to come in and made a great impact and still making a great impact on it. But that that sounds that sounds like Deb. Uh, that she's she's. Before she's born, she's kicking and gouting. But when you get around to racing and stuff, it just smooths her right out. So, so <laughs> Smooth, she,
2: she, right.
1: she
3: she was a she was a racer from the day one and still is and she's still a, a good is. one too.
2: And we're proud to have Boy, her on
1: thank the show, you. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but Dad, one other thing about Daddy, my dad was a machinist for forty five years in the paper mill in Canton, North Carolina,
13: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, he was always one that said, okay. You need to know how to do this. Come out here and watch and learn. And by the time I could sit on the top of the, or the hood of the car and wipe off the cleaner, he had me help him wax the car.
2: <laughs> well, I tell you what, my father, I had a good father, a wonderful, great father, but he was a cop. There wasn't a whole lot he could teach me except uh, how to handcuff the little <laughs> boy next door. But anyway, um, <laughs> Deb, what you see last week? I tell you what, for my money... Um, I, I mean the All-Star race uh, it, it it was it was too gimmicky for me and of course I'm the as I've already said earlier I'm the old get off my lawn guy but you know the the rock and roll introduction of the drivers and the the long seems like there was a lot of downtime and I I don't know I long for the days when uh, I don't care where they have it Charlotte or wherever else but boy when they I just think back when they ran it under the full moon with Earnhardt and Kyle Petty and and Davey Allison and all those guys. I mean, I know they're all gone, but uh, I, it's just not being able to. It used to be the guys, if I'm not mistaken, that had won a race recently or whatever, or the year before, and they put in uh maybe they threw in an extra guy. Uh, I don't think they always did that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he they gave did for me. Yeah, they did. Um,
1: even back when they had the uh, the 1992 One Hot Night, which was the first one under the lights that you're referring to, right. it was done in stages. Uh, they had different type stages. They didn't have as many. The winner of the Open always advanced into right. the the All Star race. You know, back then they didn't have the fan vote, and of course they didn't have the winner of each stage in the Open advance, but. They did that. They started doing that to give you a bigger field in order to try to have more racing. Well, I, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just. I'm sure. Oh, you- okay. I I heard a click, and it sounded like we got disconnected. No, so, no,
2: that was uh, But I know
1: you know, that I, I will say this. I mean, I had the <laughs> I had the format in front of me, the whole All Star race, and I just took it one part at a time and as far as the racing that it produced and the excitement that it created i thought it was a format it's the best format that they've had in recent years and i think depending on where they put it next year i think they need to keep the same format they haven't had the same format For two straight years, and gosh knows how long. I know, but but I think they need to stay with this format next year and see what it does. And you know, like I said, it's the first format that I've liked, and probably since the '92 race that you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, and they were even. You know, I'm just I'm just such an old old timer. You know, going back to when they even had it in, in the daytime, which they did for years, and with, with uh, the pass and the grass and all that stuff. But anyway, it's... Which, uh,
1: which actually was not a pass. You do know that. Well, I know. Well, see, the way I always looked at that,
2: they passed by the grandstand. So that's, I mean... <laughs> that was only passing. Yeah, hey, that was... right. It, it was a
1: pass. Yeah,
2: no. yeah, he didn't pass anybody, but it, they did pass, uh, pass where you were sitting uh, if you were on, in the grandstand there. But anyway... Um, one thing that kind of amazed me now—I watched the truck race last night, as you probably uh-huh. did. Uh, how in the world did we go so long without running it at a uh, at Nashville? I mean, that's a not that the race was all that great, but it's a nice looking facility, and you know we haven't run there since 2011, uh, unless I'm missing something someplace. But uh, to be in the heart of stock car country in Nashville and all that stuff, uh, I'm just surprised that took us so long to get back.
1: Well, it's because Dover owns that track. And when they were doing the different things with the schedule and all, see, they've never had a cup race there. The cup race on Sunday will be the first cup race in the Nashville market since 1984 when they ran the last race at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Right. I love that place yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens there too but um it's Dover on the track, and with the crowd that had declined and the way the schedule was being shuffled and everything, Dover shut it down, and Dover put it up for sale and i don't I can't remember exactly how that went I don't remember if the sale i think the sale fell through. But of course, a lot of the property around there, which they had originally planned to build a drag strip on and some other things, now has industrial is industrial parks and industrial buildings. But in order to get that race back there, Dover gave up a race this year. So if you'll notice the schedule, we only go to Dover one time this year, right? And we've already been there, right. so that's it. We won't go back to Dover, but dover took that other day rather than losing it all together they worked it out with nascar to move the date with all three series to the nashville track so it'll be rather interesting to see how the xfinity race goes today and then of course the cup race tomorrow and i think that's the reason the first two stages in the truck race was rather lackluster if you will Because everybody was getting a feel for the track and what it was doing and how the tires were wearing and how the trucks were performing and just trying to get a a handle on it. And then, of course, by the time we got to the third stage, they had done so. But it was rather interesting how it turned out because Ryan Priest became the fifth driver to win in his first ever truck series race. I saw
2: that. And, uh, yeah, I I watched it. Uh, While I was doing my homework for the show, for this show, and uh, the only real exciting part to me was uh, like in the last stage, as you said, and they had a real good battle for second there for several laps side by side. And uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully. Well, they
1: had a good battle for first with Grant Infinger and Ryan Priest
2: there too. Okay, I think I missed that when I was uh, printing all this stuff out for the show, but. Anyway, um, they'll try it again today, this afternoon, with the Xfinity cars. I know Jeremy Clements comes on a, a, every Wednesday on this station from a, a remote that we do. Um, I don't do it. Uh, other Another show does on this station. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was saying, well, we've only got 50 minutes to practice before we qualify. And they are actually going to qualify. In fact, that's it's this morning, I think. And uh, the... Uh, uh 50 minutes he says that uh, just not very much time to to turn some laps and on a track you're unfamiliar with although he won an arca race there and i think he said 2007 um but he uh said you know to, to go out and figure out what you might need and come in and tell your the your your crew and to have them make a change and then go back out and see if it works he said it's better than no practice at all but it's really it's really not much you can do in 50 minutes."
1: Well, it's rather interesting because it was pointed out uh, yesterday, a person pointed out that, you know, it is, like you said with Jerry McCleary, Jeremy Clements, he usually doesn't get that much information. But if you're put part of a multi-car organization, you know, and say, like, you take a cup team that's got four cars and each one's getting 50 minutes of practice, each car can try something different. You multiply that times four, you're getting 200 minutes of practice. Mm. Or, excuse me, uh, 240 minutes of practice. Well, 50 he- minutes would be 200, 60 minutes would be 240. So that gives those cars an advantage, whereas over, you know, even Jeremy with a, a single car operation.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the TV schedule, by the way, and Xfinity qualifying is at 1230 today on NBCSN. And uh, the cup cars will qualify 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. On NBCSN, uh. which is a little. Oh, and by the way, um, or, wait a minute, Ronnie. Uh, the um, <laughs> this is kind of off the subject, but the Canadian Grand Prix was canceled this year for COVID, and Le Mans, uh-huh. and Le Mans is in August for the, the right the eighty running of Le Mans. So, uh, that we yeah, to,
1: I made that mistake. I'm glad you brought that up because after we got off the phone and I started searching, and I thought, wait a minute. This has got to be on somewhere, and then when I looked it up, I noticed that it was postponed until August. Well, and I hadn't heard a thing. That was thing my about mistake it. last That's week. That's okay. I was
2: right there with you, and Ronnie even looked up on his phone and found the Canadian Grand Prix at two o'clock on Sunday. So I don't know. We were all sort of off base, but we got it straight now. Ronnie, do you want to say something?
5: I was just to say the Xfinity uh, coverage starts at twelve thirty today. Right on. Yeah, that's NBC what I just SC. read.
2: That's the qualifying. Well, that's uh,
1: is that twelve thirty Eastern time or twelve thirty Central time. I think all my. I think
2: it's Eastern. Yeah, I think everything okay. I've got here is Eastern. Um, Deb, we actually had another winner last week. Greg has uh, won two of about, about the last three or four races, so he's uh, he picked. Uh, um, Kyle Larson got uh, Kyle Larson, which is a pretty not really going too far out on a limb these days. No, he he
3: he, he runs pretty good. He does. He, he did a year ago. Just run, a little bit. And he runs real good now. But yeah, I still I still got loyalty to, to the Wood Brothers and some of those other teams. I like Chase Elliott and all of them, but I knew I had to get caught up, so I had to <laughs> I had to use reality instead of my emotions and it paid off a little. Probably too the only two wins I get.
2: Though. Well, that's all right, you're tied for the lead. Deb, you want to go first this
3: week?
1: Yes, I'm gonna go with a person who can adjust to a new track extremely quickly because
2: he races all the time and that's kyle larson kyle larson ronnie who you like well he's
5: he's not been doing as well the last few weeks as he did to begin with but i'm
2: gonna stick with
5: Truex x jr the 19
2: you know well he's got three wins so yeah. it's not like he's a bum or anything he's he's just b- taking a little break uh what you got there
3: greg I was kind of thinking about Logano. Okay. You know, he's always got his nose stuck in there real good, and it's a good car, and and, and I think he's got a good chance.
2: Well, I'll stick with the nine. Um, Alan. what do you got? I'm going to stay with four car. Okay. And he's bound to win sooner or later, right. right? Yep, and we're going to give Jay the 11 car. Okay, and, and we'll hear from L- Lanny, I'm sure, pretty soon. Um, well. And, and see,
1: the other thing is, I've heard people being tired of kyle larson winning so i've come to the conclusion i'm like the sports illustrated cover you know a team would do well till it got on the sports illustrated right. cover it was the si jinx yep so since people a lot of people are tired of kyle larson winning i figure if i pick kyle then you know his winning streak will break and it'll make everybody happy
2: well uh, let's see <laughs> the, <laughs> the, pick the pick is in the pick is in alan give uh, lanny blaney all right, we got about three minutes left here. Uh, Deb, what's your reflection on uh, the racing up at Stafford last week with Doug Covey winning uh, the SRX Series race?
1: I liked it. I enjoyed it, and I was thrilled that they had the packed house that they did. yeah nice night in
2: a packed house.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and, you know, I think it's nice that that, um, let's see, I saw he's got the, uh, I believe, a truck ride now. At, um can't remember if it's Pocono or Darlington.
2: Okay. Well, Pocono's next week. so. Uh.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's going to be interesting because we got cup races on Saturday and Sunday, and we got Xfinity race on one day and truck race on the other day.
5: Yep.
1: And then you got ARCA on Friday. But it did uh, come out. You, you know, the other thing, too, uh, this is kind of off the subject, but College Racing announced it's going full-time cups. Yep. Next year with Justin Haley, GMS Racing's looking at going a uh, cup next year. So it's going to be interesting. But
2: Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. That, and uh, they got two uh, charters from Spire Motorsports. And I was wondering how Spire ever had three charters. But uh, I, I don't know what's going on with that sort of thing. And, and I definitely can't keep up with who's got a charter and who doesn't. But, yeah, I saw that. and. Okay. I don't know if uh, Almendinger will drive the other car or not. I, I would imagine that he would, but maybe not.
1: Well, Almendinger is driving part time in the Cup Series next year for college, but he's going to drive full time in the Xfinity Series right. for college. Right. But back to Tony Stewart's deal. Right. I thought it was great. I was glad they had Jay Signori there since Jay and Barbara Signori ran the original International Race of Champions, and of course, Ray Everham. Was a mechanic for several years with iRoc, but you know they're making some changes this week that I think will make it even better, with uh, going from fifteen-minute heats to twelve-minute heats, and of course the biggest complaint was that people couldn't see who was tell who was in what car. So
2: I I know I didn't, I had trouble too.
1: (laughs) Well, they're keeping the same driver in. The same color car for the whole six race series, and they are increasing the size of their name right. on the car. And they used to have it real big
2: way. on the on the uh, IROC cars. I mean, they'd have a big white
1: b- right. block with the name. Deb,
2: we got about mm-hmm. thirty seconds. Look, I appreciate you coming on the show. You have a very happy Father's Day and uh, some great memories of your own dad, as we all will. And um, uh, just uh, enjoy the racing. We got a lot of it today. Well, weekend.
1: thank you. And happy Father's Day to everybody. And real quick, Chase Elliott spotter, Eddie DeHunt, is back. He's I, been reinstated. I
2: saw that. That sort of went by the boards real quick. So, uh, okay, Deb, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and we love you. Thank you. Love you all, too. Have a good weekend. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Yeah, Eddie DeHunt got kicked out for uh, getting in a squabble with some lady and assaulting her over a jet ski rental. But... uh it fell apart when they tried to take it to court, and uh, he's back. So, we're going to take a break, top of the hour. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports.
0: Fox Sports. Your home for bump and run weekday mornings at 7 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are... Here's what you need
9: to know. In Game 6 of the Western Conference Semifinals Friday night, the Los Angeles Clippers rallied from a 25-point third-quarter deficit to defeat the Utah Jazz 131-119 and take the series in 6. In Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals Friday night, the Philadelphia 76ers won at Atlanta 104-99, forcing a Game 7 on Sunday at Philadelphia. Coming up tonight at 8.30 Eastern, Game 7 of the other Eastern Conference semifinal as the Brooklyn Nets host the Milwaukee Bucks. In Game 3 of the Stanley Cup semifinals on Friday night, the Montreal Canadiens defeated the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime at a Josh Anderson goal. The Canadians lead the series two games to one. And in golf, after two rounds of the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, American Russell Henley and Englishman Richard Bland share the
12: lead at five under par overall. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1400, 3
7: FM. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster in Jenny Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take that first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement. And you're
6: listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1498.3 and 98.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reuben's, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slice. look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and... Visit the Samit Shop, 201 Wall Street, Downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th
9: winning takes a strong team effort and you'll win when you trust the kapasi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs storefronts auto glass safety glass for heavy equipment window and insulated glass patio doors and Plexiglass mirrors expert repair service plus kapasi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board up service call the kapasi Glassmart team today at 583 6200 that's 583 6200 Kapasi Glassmart serving the upstate since 1975 Kapasi Glassmart helping your team win
13: A new store is coming to Spartanburg. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods will open their doors in June at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods will carry a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. So mark your calendars for early June and come out for the grand opening of Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods. 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods will be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday starting in June.
0: Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your ring.
0: Pre-owned presents. Start your engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. And ImpexPreown.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood.
2: And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on this uh, Father's Day weekend. And it's my great pleasure to welcome from way out on the West Coast someplace in the Pacific Time Zone, I believe, Nick Firestone. Good morning, Nick. Hey, how are you? We're doing great,
3: Nick. How about them Firestones? We saw a great race at Indy, and we just keep seeing that presence of Firestone out there. And uh, I know you continued race to, to keep keep the name out there. And like you say in the commercial, when you say Firestone, where the rubber meets the road, they've made some awful good tires over the
4: years.
15: Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, I can't take any credit for it, but I guess I'll thank you on behalf of the company. But um, it, it's interesting, you know, a couple of years ago, I knew um, we're friends with Mario and Dreddy family friends so I knew Michael and Marco you know through Parnelli Jones who drove for you guys Um, he was really good friends with my dad but anyway a couple years ago I was talking to Marco and uh, I don't know if you remember like a generation ago the the cars in Indy were like so good that they could run in like Talladega style packs and pass every lap and everything at the speedway it was spectacular racing it was probably a little more you know close quarters and danger that most the drivers wanted to deal with and i was talking to marco about it i'm like you know god you guys can run so close he's like so yeah like the arrow is too good you know and the tires are too good and you know do you know do you know how hard it is to make a tire that's like too good like everyone wants you to back off on the grip level and everything so i don't know that really impressed me um when he said that because i remember when i was racing in, in ovals like if you got close to somebody in front of you you really were struggling for front grip because the car in front of you took the air off the wings in front of your front tires and it got super light and the wall started to get really really close on the eggs of the turn so um i don't know that was uh that was just something that uh, always stuck in my mind that quote
2: well nick i tell you what now i don't know how you could have much better racing than uh the Indianapolis 500 was this year with the, the last 10 laps. They were Helio Castroneves and uh, Alex Palou, Palou were swapping the lead, you know, like every couple of laps. And another thing I love about Indy car racing is you have two Firestones. You've got the hard compound and you've got the, the red that's softer. And, uh, you can only, you, you have to use both at, at different times. I mean, I think you can choose when you use which, but, uh, I think that's great and adds a, another twist, and that's, you know, that's got Firestone all over it.
15: Oh, yeah, and for sure, and and that was actually really smart because um, yeah, it definitely makes for great pit strategies and pit stops, and you're right, this year's Indy 500, the close of it was insane. Um, it was. It was unreal. You know, and, and like, maybe for a while like, you know, they are a little, like, they, I mean, it was just a one big snake, as I called it. I mean, they were I was there in person, and they, they never they never separated. It was like, you know, car number one, you know, first car, four car legs, car two. And then it went that way all the way back to the back because I was kind of watching the battle these guys were having in the back of the pack. But, I mean, no, they never lost the, the, the main group. And so then, then you like, you know, to your point, in terms of, like, tires being great for pit stops and strategy, then it all becomes a fuel game, right? Like, they're all trying to pull another... Uh, Alex Rossi, where you know he won the race on like yeah. saving a bunch of fuel. So, but you know, for a while there, I thought, oh man, you know, track position is really you know important, and maybe it's really difficult to pass. And then you know, then they finally like you know took the wraps off them all. I'm like, okay, go for it. And then it's like, wow, okay, you guys can pass. What have you guys been doing all day? But you know, we probably know now they're trying to save fuel and save their tires, and, and yeah, that was you know, Indy to me is always amazing because. And what is like eight out of ten years? If you, any given time period, if you go, the guy that's leading at lap one ninety does not win the race at lap two hundred.
2: It's the best race of the year almost every year. I mean, I love Indianapolis, yeah, and I'm in stock car territory. But it almost every year, uh, it's the best race of the year. And um, I think back, I'm a, I'm a, of course, a huge history buff, and especially of Indianapolis. And I, I love the old photographs, and I pour over them. You know. All the time, and seeing pictures of your great grandfather Harvey Firestone and Henry Ford and all those people at the Speedway back, uh, you know, in the twenties and everything. Those, it's just, gosh, what a heritage you've got. Yeah, one thing I was going to oh, say, yeah. Nick,
3: if I could, uh, you know, we're talking about different inventions uh, of how good the, the Firestone tire is, and I know that Goodyear got a lot of credit with the with the Interliner, but I won't remind people. Uh, Firestone actually made a contribution back during the '60s in NASCAR and some other things. They actually made the fuel cell, and man, that made that saved a lot of
15: drivers. Uh, that yeah, fire, and I remember that the Firestone day. fuel cell. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I agree with you, and I appreciate. I mean, you know, my dad, who's no longer with us, um, I think it was the early '70s they finally perfected or came out with that because I remember. For some reason, I was down, like, you know, he was getting ready to go to work. I was getting ready to go to school. I was down in his, you know, his room and in his bathroom. And he was in a really good mood. And I was like, hey, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, just so you know, by the way, like, Firestone came out with a fuel cell today. And what that is, you know, he explains, like, you know, the bladder that goes, you know, I'm what, eight years old, nine years old. And it's like, it's a bladder that goes in the gas tank and it's basically going to eliminate all the fires and the crashes. I was like, wow.
2: Well, it's Father's Day weekend, so you've got a right to reminisce about your father, as we all do.
15: I guess, right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but I I mean, I remember that day specifically. Um, I remember a lot of days specifically. (laughs) Ironically, I also remember the day and the footage of Nikki Lauder crashing and almost dying because of fire. Yeah, Mm. you know. Um, Well, there's you know. Go ahead. No, no, I
2: was just going to say fire. Uh, What I wanted to point out, and uh, if if am I not mistaken. well, didn't a lot of that have to do with uh, developing a bladder for the helicopters in Vietnam
15: that uh, were, that were you getting shot? Right uh, th- I'm I pretty mean, sure
2: that was a was a b- another benefit of the the fuel bladder, not only for race cars but for the the Hueys and everything over there getting shot in the gas uh, gas tank.
15: Yeah, so it doesn't explode or or it doesn't just. Yeah, I mean, you may be right about that. You know, I, there's a guy I could ask, but um, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess as a you know, eight, nine, ten year old kid, you know, you're probably gonna go with the racing story. It's a little yeah, less yeah. politically charged than the Vietnam story, but um but you know, hey, if if that was the case too, then you know, that's awesome. I mean I mean, you know, you think about it, I mean you guys know as much as anybody, like, you know, so much stuff that goes into road cars would never be there if it wasn't for racing. Right. And it's life saving stuff. So, so uh, if it, you know, say it pertains to the military, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know. So, so
2: Nick, what are you doing these days? I mean, you were, I think the last time we talked to you, you were in Mexico off-road racing with uh, maybe PJ Jones or something. Uh,
15: yeah. So, I, yeah, and I'm going to do that again. Uh, PJ just called me the other day and, um, uh, uh, so he's Parnelli's oldest son and, um, yeah, he, um, there's a guy that uh, he runs, you know, this great customer of his, and he runs, and he's getting a lot better. And I was supposed to race with him a couple years ago, and I was at, like, mile 120, and at mile 110, he just sort of made a rookie mistake. It was his first ever race, and um, he put it inside, and it's in UTV, so the wheels dangle out like a sprint car, you know, or, right. or you know, open-wheel car. He tried to like, he had somebody underneath him and he should have just let him go. It was only mile 100 or a thousand mile race, but (laughs) he tried to fight it. He tried to fight him in the corner. And of course, you know, the guy drifted up because he's on the inside, sent him flying and he ended up going to the hospital. But it was, it was actually kind of scary for a while because they're coming over the radio and saying they got a really bad wreck and there's any doctors in the area, but he ended up being fine. But man, I was like 10 miles away from getting in that car. So I guess, you know, he really, he wants to, you know, partner up with me again which is great so yeah i'll be doing a little off-road racing i still you know race my 80 mile an hour go kart because it reminds me of being back in an indy lights car or an indy car and you know the racing's intense and i mean I, you know it's pretty physical i guess i, I can't tell because i'm getting older it's always been physical but you know it keeps me in shape and keeps me sharp so um between the two you know i still uh get the fix as i like to say
2: we're um, talking to uh, Nick Firestone, and uh, he's the great-grandson of Harvey Firestone of Firestone Tires and a racer in his own right. Let me uh, go, let me back up to Indy for just a second because, like I said, yeah, I sure. think about Indy every day of my life. Um, <laughs> Same here. Uh, well, how did it feel? Because I know you attempted to qualify. What was it, like in 92 or something like that? Oh,
15: uh, 99, yeah. The 99.
2: How did it feel to actually try to qualify for the Indianapolis 500? I mean, that to me... I don't, I doubt if I, I don't know, of course, it would be different if I were really a race driver instead of a historian. But I'd be so full of goosebumps. I'd probably be like Eddie Sachs because he'd always cry on the pace lap and everything in Indianapolis and stuff like that. But, I mean, I had to be very emotional just to get out there and sit in line to qualify and then, and then try. Yeah, it's, it, well,
15: because... Like you said, I I think because, you know, obviously for me personally, but for for everyone, right? I mean, the race means so much. And so, I mean, the other thing is there's two things. So there's, you know, there's all that pressure that you put on yourself. And then, like, we were kind of struggling for speed. So I'm basically going out there all week and scaring the crap out of myself. And, um, Mm. uh, you know, and and to the point where I was talking to my teammate at the time, Jimmy Kite. Jimmy Kite was the second fastest car in the field the year before. I remember Um, Jimmy Kite. Yeah, he's great. Like, third track, he's a great guy. Um, and also, like, I think he was the shortest guy on the field. And I was the tallest guy. So we bookended <laughs> the whole field on height. And, um, but I remember talking to him, and I'm like, are you nervous here every day? And he, cause I was, I had to make myself eat breakfast. I mean, I was super nervous. And he's like, oh, yes, I'm more nervous here than like the main event and any other track. I'm nervous every day. I'm like, well, thank God you said that cause like I'm really struggling. But I remember like I come in line and, you know the thing that's really kind of hairy about indy is like they normally trim you out you know where they take your rear wing and put it as low as possible so you have the least downforce that you can handle but it takes away the drag right so you get the straight line speed but it makes the car very very light and dicey as soon as you turn it and a lot of times you have no idea if the car's underneath you when you turn into turn one it's it's very you know very hair-raising and uh I remember coming down the, you know, the, the, the line to go out and qualify. And then, you know, the ESPN's got that big boom camera. So the camera's like right in my face, almost like the x-ray machine. you your dentist. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <they pull> <laughs> and, uh, and Brian Barnard, who was the t- chief steward at the time, you know, comes over and he's like, he comes in. And he's like, so you ready? And I, dude, I just started laughing. I just started laughing like I was crazy or something. And then he starts laughing. He's like, what's so funny? It's like, dude, I have no idea if I'm ready. I mean, I'm going out, but I don't know if I'm ready. Like, you know, I don't, I mean, <laughs> God knows. I mean, i am hoping the car sticks because, um, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And he starts laughing. He's like, all right, man, well, you know, be safe. And, and then I I, I tell everyone that was the most pressure I've ever felt in sports. Because normally on an oval, you get two laps and they take your best lap, right? Right. And Indy, you get four laps and every lap counts. Yeah. So if you make a bobble somewhere... I mean, as you guys see, the field's so tight. Like, that could cost you getting in the race. And as it was, you know, my first time I went out, my car, the, the air was really thick. And, and that's the other thing about Indy. The, the conditions change so quickly. And, like, the good teams are pretty on it. And, you know, and you got a lot of guys with data. But it was just Jimmy and I. And, and you know, we, it's really hard to make, to, make, to make the car happy in those changing conditions. And so my car was horrible when I went out. You know, like, in the Friday before, I went... in practice and that would have put me like 27th and you'd think i'd won the race when i came in the pits because we were all you know high-fiving and hugging because that was the first time i was actually in the field time was but man i went out on monday or saturday morning (laughs) it was horrible and then i went out that afternoon and it was happy hour again and the car was perfect but i had an engine going down so you know it's just uh and you talk about being emotional i remember like you know on sunday a wire fell off the uh, we put a new engine in it was better but the car was still not great and it was windy because it was going to rain and so i was struggling again but then a wire fell down on the exhaust and shorted the whole motor out basically the motor Mm -hmm. died to me in between three and four so i had to come in the pits and then they were fixing that and the rains came and that was the end of qualifying and i mean i've never been so close to crying as a grown man Mm -hmm. and one of the guys came over to try and you know uh console me and i tried to speak and i don't know whose voice that was but it wasn't mine and um i had to stop talking so i know where eddie Sachs was coming from you know um well, god bless him but
2: i tell you one of the great quotes i don't know if you've ever heard this before but i, I love this um back in the 60s uh, the early 60s roger mccleskey i think it was his first year there which would have been about 61 or two or three someplace in that and there yeah. and he uh He got too low. He went below the white line or something going into the first turn one time when he was out there practicing. And They they had a meeting and Harlan Fengler, who was the chief steward at the time, said, Roger, don't ever go under that white line again unless it's an emergency in the first turn. And Roger said, um, Harlan, every time I go into the first turn at Indianapolis, it's an emergency. There ain't (laughs) no doubt about that. Uh,
15: It matters that I wish I'd do that because I know how he feels. That was a great um, quote. Yeah, I mean, you basically, you know, if you're not running well, it's just damage control, right? I mean, you turn in and you're like, yeah, we're not going to make it. So your right foot, because now the cars are flat out, right? If you have mm-hmm. to have them flat out and oh, all the way around. And, and, you know, you'll lift, you'll do a little breather, you know, right before the apex, which is, by the way, an eighth a mile away from the wall. And it's only it only takes you like two seconds to get there, yeah. and then you come off, and you're all, like, I'm all tensed up and puckered up, and then you barely miss the wall, and you you barely have time to be like, oh, yeah, thank you. And then you gotta take a like quick breath and then turn in for turn two or turn four, you know, and yeah, I mean, that's how I felt the <laughs> whole time. I mean, my team manager came over right before lunch one day and walks me down the turn four exit and he's like, you need to leave more room here. Like, you were know, like, so much closer to the wall than everybody else. And I remember... There was this video, like, Drive to Win or something Mario and Andretti put out. I was on, you know, the VHS tapes. And I remember talking about how the turn four wall at Indy comes around, juts out, and then continues on. And there's, like, a little gap there. And I think they put the flowers there for the speed shot. And mm-hmm. he's like, so I'll put, I put my tire in there to get a little more track. And I'm like, well, if I ever go to Indy, I'm going to put my tire there. So, but, you know, mainly I was just trying to keep the car off the wall but, like, not scrub any speed. And like I said, it's before lunch. I don't do well when I'm hungry. And I'm like, look, Brad, Brad was his name. i like, I guarantee you this. Like, 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 You know what, Brad? Why don't we find more speed in the car? Let's try and find some more speed to get the balance right in this thing. Because I, I will guarantee you this. I will stay where I am, and if I don't see the speed on my dash, because you know you have the speed up there, I, I, I promise you I'll either take I'll take a stay where I am or I'll take another bite to find the speed. So either I find it or you guys find it. He's, okay, 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 let's go back, have some lunch, and talk about it. That was so mad. So, anyway, um, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely an emergency when the car is not right. I mean, you know, you feel bad for the guys in the back, like, knowing that now, like, you know, because now you have to, like, deal with your own car and then, like, make room for traffic. And, you know, you don't really want to, like, move off the line that much, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's kind of slippery up there, so anyway Nick,
2: we're getting up against a break here look you're a great okay. guest i don't know why we didn't have you on last year for some reason but uh please come back and because you, you you i love your stories what do you got going on next i mean you're still you're heavy into go-karting right that looked like what i saw on the internet last night you maybe have a line of go-karts or something
15: that you no, know- no, no, I, no i i used to do a newsletter for karting but uh, i'm just like i said that's all for me i mean you know um Race-wise, I have next, they'll be in the fall, I'll have, you know, a couple of go-kart races, and then, you know, the, I guess in September, you know, uh, I'm probably doing the Baja 400, and then the Baja 1000, you know, you know, the big, famous off-road races, yeah, so, not funny. the 400, but the 1,000, yeah, 1,000 famous, for sure, the 400 is a new race, but, you know, in the meantime, you know, I'll, uh, first of all, it's really hot here, so I don't really feel like doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. It does get hot out there, don't it?
2: It's a dry heat, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's dry, but
15: it's 115 dry. That's that's not fun for anybody, but no, I appreciate it. And yeah, anytime, I mean, I'll jump on here anytime with you guys, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always... Uh, always cool for me to talk about India. I mean as soon as the race is over, it means it's like it's like my family the same way. We're like, oh, I can't believe it's another year until the next one. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know? Man, that's the way that's why I have to read about it every night. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. It's great for Greg uh to be able to get you and uh we'll we'll stay in touch uh, and and look forward to hearing how you come out in the fall. Thank you so much for okay, coming yeah. on. Yeah.
15: Oh, no thanks guys. I appreciate it. all Nick, right
2: Nick I'll stay in touch.
15: Yeah, absolutely. You got my number. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Nick. hmm
2: yeah. Oh, bye-bye. That's Nick Firestone. Great interview. He's great interview. He is really good. And in hitting, uh... Nick Firestone, great grandpa, great grandson of Harvey. That's a yeah. pretty big deal. Let's take a break right here. We're about five minutes late, and uh, come back and uh, find out what's happened last week and what's happening this weekend, and uh, get the TV schedule. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. And 98.3 FM.
0: Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.
13: Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at impexpreowned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned.
0: The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg sports Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play.
7: You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine line pairing are the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for
8: propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421
9: South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, T shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864 583 8848.
10: Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants that are relatively you- new? a house, behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free.
2: back to the second next to the last uh, segment of a uh, start your engines and let's see what we got here now greg just and you, a, you got you just got some good news yeah you? i got uh if you're listening out there mr thompson i appreciate it uh i'll see you after twelve thirty. Uh, my uh, air conditioner went out last night won't really need it tomorrow i don't think it's supposed to rain boy i tell you what i got my father's day planned my daughter she'll tiptoe out of there and go to church in the morning and uh, my wife's still in Florida, and I am just going to sleep. I love to sleep on a rainy morning. Oh, yeah. And uh looks like we're going to have one. So, anyway, all right. Greg and I had talked about uh, a little earlier about the IndyCar races. They had two last week at Detroit. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't the Indy 500. It was on the road course on Belle Isle there in the Detroit River. But I, I love those IndyCar it's road great. races. It's great. Did you watch them? I did. Okay if you remember that first race after Felix Rosenquist uh, throttle hung up and he had that bad crash right before the end of the race the 70 lap race so on the 63rd lap, Romain Grosjean who drives a Weyer Motorsports car for a Dale Coyne he had a wreck and his brakes his brakes were on fire and he went and grabbed the fire extinguisher and tried trying to put it out and Then the safety people came up, and they shoved him away, and he threw the fire extinguisher down. It was kind of comical, but he was trying to save his race car, and I've seen that in other racing. So they red-flagged the race, and when they red-flagged the race, they stopped the cars and lined them up on the pit road. And then when they decided to start the race again, lo and behold, the leader of the race, Will Power, Penske's driver, his car wouldn't start. And um, he led 37 of of the 63 laps up to that point. And, man, he was hot. You know he was. I mean, and they were talking about it had to switch out some sort of electrical unit or something. What
4: Electronic box on it starts it up. Uh, mm-hmm. They was talking about the car being black. You know, the. Too the hot. Car, it just too
2: hot. Yeah. And they need to look at that about getting air on it. Well, I tell you what, or cover it up or something during the. I mean, how many red flags do you get? I mean, not that many, but it was. Uh, it was. He had it. I won't say he had it won because anything had happened and there were a few laps to go. But that was the seventh race of the season. And Marcus Erickson, who drives for Chip Ganassi in the Husky Chocolate car, um, <laughs> won the race. And You got to love that just for the name. Exactly. And at the time, he was the seventh winner in seven races. And that eight would have been the record. And they didn't quite make it the next day. But um, Marcus Erickson won that race when uh, Will Powers' car wouldn't start. start. excuse me, uh, Renus VK was second, Patricio Award was third, Takuma Sato was fourth, and Graham Rahal was fifth. So we won't get into the points because it doesn't really matter. They had another race the next day. And it was a good race too. Uh, and Patricio Award won a very close battle with, uh, uh, no, it wasn't that close. Uh, it was about a seven second lead. But Patricio was the first repeat winner of the year. And he beat Joseph Newgarten. Alex Palou was second, Colton to third, Graham Rahal. See, Newgarten was second, Palou third, to fourth, and Graham Rahal fifth. Will Power rebounded for a sixth. Alan Jimmy Johnson is just, uh, other than his silly commercials that he does for Carvana, um, he's just out there running around. And um, it says here his reason for going out in the first race was the throttle stuck. It must have stuck it off off <laughs> because he is just not doing anything. But listen,
5: everything you hear, though, is that with these Indicars, the differences are so technical. He's having to relearn how to race again.
2: Yeah. And, I, you know, get in the booth, get in the broadcast booth or something, because, I mean, I, I honestly think it's too late. I mean, what is he, 48 years old or something? Or that's his car number. That's Whatever his, he is. That's his car number. He's 42, I think. But, I mean, you know, just, uh, you had a great career as a cup driver. Let's let us let it stop at that.
5: I can't remember details, but near the end of the race, it looked like Newgarten was going to win. And he ended up with a seven-second yeah.
6: deficit. Oh
2: Well, he led, you're right. Well, a, a ward ran him down. He led 67 of 70 laps. And, um, and... Award only won the la- led the last three, and he was closing fast. He came from like fourth to win the race in the last uh, fifteen laps or so. so yeah. The uh, IndyCar point standings as they stand right now, going into this weekend, Patricio Award took the points lead, and he's got a one point lead over Alex Palou. Uh, third is Scott Dixon. Fourth, Joseph Newgarden. Fifth, Renus Vikes is tied with Simon Pagenaud. Seventh is Marcus Erickson. Eighth is Graham Rahal. Ninth, Colton Herta, And tenth is Takuma Sato. You got to look all the way down to 15th to find Sebastian Bourdais, which he's an A.J. Foyt driver I'd like to keep up with. Helio, who only ran one race so far this year, is 20th. And I've only got the top 20, and JJ is not in it. So they run um, tomorrow at uh, Elkhart Lake on Sunday. On Father's Day, that's uh, Road America. That's a long, fast uh, road course. Let's go to Xfinity, where uh, our man Jeremy Clements, uh, he didn't have such a hot race. Um, I mean, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it was wasn't better than the standards. week before. Not, not what we come to expect. Well, here. we've been expecting top tens. And after the 33rd the week before, 14th is a whole lot better. And you sent me something last night that was kind of interesting. He had talked about it Wednesday, but... Right. Um, What's his sponsor he's got coming up this year? You know, I'll have to look that up because it I was, don't uh, remember. It was Booze Pops. That's it, Booze Pops. You know, and it's uh, an alcoholic popsicle. <laughs> That's what he shaking his head. So they ran last week at the Osco Uniforms 250. And um, hey, little fella. And uh, that was at Texas. And Kyle Bush. You know, if he's in it, he's probably going to win it. So he won the thing. Justin Allgaier was second. Austin Cedric was third. Daniel Hemrick, fourth. And uh, Brandon Jones was fifth. Almondinger sixth. Cragson, seventh. Brett Muffet, eighth. Justin Haley, ninth. And Michael Annette was tenth. And like I said, Jeremy Clements finished 14th, which is uh, not what we like to see with him. And he uh, dropped from ninth to tenth into standings. And here's the way the standings look in Xfinity. And they race today. They qualify at 1230. And uh, they race at uh, 330. 330. Um, Austin Senrick's your point leader. And he's got a big one. That's 108 points over at Daniel Hemrick is third. Harrison Burton fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. Justin Haley sixth. Jeb Burton seventh. Brandon Jones eighth. Noah Cragson ninth. And Jeremy Clements is tenth. Now, Jeremy with a real real good finish and some maybe bad luck for some other guys he's only four points out of ninth and uh he's 27 points out of eighth that's would take a pretty big jump to catch uh brandon jones but craxton's only a couple of positions away so uh, he could catch craxton pretty quickly and and by the way he's tied with michael annette so that's not too good um of course the top 12 go to the playoffs, so he's He's backed up a little bit there and as I said he's tied with Michael Annette for tenth and but they have a twenty-four point lead over Brandon uh, Brown, which is a pretty good bulge. Yeah. But it can melt away with another thirty-third or well, fourteenth. All it takes is another
5: race or two with bad luck. Yep. Could drop him back out of the top
2: twelve. But he's running at a track where as I said earlier, um, he won an ARCA race. Yep. He only won one, and it was at tech, uh, t- um, Nashville, and I believe he said it was in 2007. I know when we did that thing at the Chapman Center for the uh, uh, History of Motorsports in Spartanburg County, he loaned us his guitar that he won that night. Yeah. And that's, we had a trophy from him, I think from Cherokee Speedway or something, and um, and the guitar that he won uh, when at he Nashville. won the ARCA race at Nashville. So that was pretty cool. It was a Gibson, a Gibson guitar. So, um, okay, ARCA's off this week. And uh, let me back up here. Xfinity will be at Pocono next week. I think that's next Saturday. Uh, ARCA, they run Pocono next Friday for the General Tire 200. They don't run this weekend. Corey Heim is the point leader. Ty Gibbs is uh, second. Thad Moffat third. Nick Sanchez fourth. And Drew Dollar's fifth. I'm going to jump ahead here. Uh, and, uh no, I'll go ahead. Formula One did not run at Montreal last week, as we uh, thought they We might got that been. settled. We got that settled. We won't bring that up anymore. And I didn't mean to, I didn't mean for Deb to think I was holding her responsible for the bum information. I'm holding you responsible for it, Ronnie. Except <laughs> that, gladly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. They're not having it. But if you've got your ticket, it's good for next year. So don't worry about it. Um Whew. Formula One uh, is running next Sunday. Uh, no, they run Sunday, tomorrow, at uh, Emirates Grand Prix of France. And are that, you sure about that? Yes, sir. I'm looking right at it. And that will be uh, uh, tomorrow morning. The French Grand Prix is the better name for it. The point standings there are, once again, Max Verstappen is the points leader, not Lewis Hamilton. He's four points back in second. Sergio Perez is third, who won the last race they had at Baku, Azerbaijan. Lando Norris is fourth, and Roger, uh, sorry, Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari is fifth. Uh, The pathetic um, American cars of uh, Haas. uh, Nick Schumacher is way down in seventeenth, and last is Nikita Mazepin, and they are just—I don't know why—they're wasting their time. And that's a lot of money just to finish last every week. Now, what was a really good race last week, very enjoyable, um, we're actually going to talk about after the commercial. And we'll be right back on schedule because we actually ran a little bit long with uh, Nick Firestone. So let's take our next break right now. We'll come back and talk about the WeatherTech Sports Car Series, which had a very good, very exciting race last weekend. And, uh, and, uh... A good result for the Whalen engineering team of Mike Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. This Father's
6: Day, your dad deserves more than ever before. So treat him to a new truck from Greer Nissan. We have a huge selection of rugged new and pre-owned trucks. And during our Father's Day sale, you'll save thousands. Like up to $6,400 off a new Titan SV. Drive a new Frontier SV for only $309 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Treat dad to a new truck at Greer Nissan. Stop by or shop online at greernissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details.
13: mm S-
14: We
15: are Fox
0: Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. This is hold cut. Cut. Now on FM at
11: 98.3. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy, but also juicy and tender. Okay, it's crispy, juicy, tender. All one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun, which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so you'll just have to try it to understand it. Order ahead on the McDonald's app at Participating McDonald's. And welcome back to the final segment for
2: Juneteenth and Father's Day weekend. Let's uh, The WeatherTech Sports Cars Championship. Did you watch it last week? Yes, I did. It was a good race. And I tell you what, uh, Ringer, Van Der Zandy and Kevin Magnussen, who, if you remember, was Haas's driver last year in, Grand, in Formula 1, uh, along with uh, the other driver, Romain Grosjean, who has moved over to the Indy Road Courses. But uh, anyway, it was the Chip Ganassi Cadillac that won the race. But, I mean... I, the Wayland Engineering uh, Cadillac with uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani, I mean, they were right there. It says here officially they lost by point five seven three seconds, which is, call it a half a second, but they just couldn't get by. They couldn't get close enough. There's a lot of traffic. Well, there's a lot of traffic there, but uh, if you watched it, whenever they
4: come off that corner, that Chip Canessi car it looked like it'd stretch them about two or three car lengths. So, uh, got to find a little more horsepower sometime.
2: Well, I know... Uh, there in the closing laps, uh, I don't remember if you were talking about Durrani or Nasser, but you texted me and said, that guy can drive. Nasser. <laughs> Nasser. He was moving. They got some good drivers, um, both Brazilians. And, uh, of course, that was at Belle Isle late last Saturday uh, when it was just one race right after another till almost midnight, if you include Tony Stewart's stuff. But um, it was a real good race. Uh, they run now next week. At Watkins Glen, the six hours. And I think, uh, I I mean, I don't know what their lineup is going to be, but uh, they'll probably have that third driver. Uh, I don't know if it'll be Chase Elliott or what. Uh, Jimmy Johnson will probably be back in Ganassi's car since he drives his uh, um, Indy car and ran Sebring for Ganassi. So, uh, see if he can do any better than that. I I, I think he was the weak link on that team, too. But uh, anyway... Six Hours of Watkins Glen. I don't have the TV uh, information on that yet, but I'm sure it'll be spread over probably two or three different networks and and maybe even the MSO website. I don't know. But the point standings, oh, let me finish. Uh, third was uh, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. Fourth was Olivier Jarvis and Harry Tinknell. Fifth was uh, Tristan Vautier and Loic Duval. And sixth was Olivier Pla. And Dane Cameron. So, uh, those were the six um, Daytona prototypes. And it's just very entertaining. The cars are beautiful. The drivers are great. And it was close. Very close. And sometimes, if you get them right, I mean, they'll mix it up like uh, Cherokee Speedway or something. They really get after it sometimes. The point standings, uh, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque have two wins. And they're in first place. Um, they are 71 points ahead of the team of Harry Tinknell and Olivier Jarvis, who haven't won a race. But third place now, 128 points behind, but we still got a lot of racing to go, is uh, your brother's car, Felipe Nasser and Pipo The So they jumped from like fifth or sixth to third and um, got a good chance to move up again next week with the, 24 hour, or the six hours uh Watkins Glen, which... Uh, I'll be watching that. That's that's just some really good racing. Let's look at the TV here. Um, we're ahead of schedule now, boy, I tell you. Should have kept Nick on longer. <laughs> uh the uh the TV schedule, television schedule for this weekend. Let me get to the beginning of it. Uh actually, right now, ten minutes ago on Peacock, Indy Practice started at Road America, IndyCar Practice, and then um the qualifying for Xfinity will be at twelve thirty, and we'll cross our fingers. Now I just happen to have the speed chart from yesterday uh, for the practice, and let me see you if you can I, find it. Well, it's right here. <laughs> it's the last page, and uh, actually, I got like fifteen minutes to find it. We're in good shape with the time. Jeremy wasn't real impressive with his airs, uh, Greg. Jeremy wasn't real impressive with his practice time. And I explained earlier, uh, they only had 50 minutes. And it's just not a lot of time to dial things in. But most races, they don't have any practice. But uh, Kyle Busch is the fastest. So you pretty much figure he'll be probably win the dadgum thing. Uh, Thank you, Greg. Um, Bring us our ball tickets, as he calls them. Uh, Harrison Burton was second fastest. Almondinger was third. Daniel Hamrick fourth, Austin Cindric fifth, Josh Berry sixth. You got to look all the way down to twenty second to find Jeremy Clements. Um, he is about seven tenths of a second off the leaders, which doesn't sound like much, but as tight as they are, it's twenty second out of forty two. So. Uh, well, Kyle Bush said
4: if he if he wins one more, he's stepping back out of it. Will that be like his
2: two hundredth?
4: Which one hundred? But one hundred Bush, or I say Bush wins. It takes the Yeah. That yeah. he said that he would step out of the series not unless Joe Gibbs wants him to come in and evaluate that team.
2: Okay. So, uh, well, he can step out anytime suit me <laughs> fine.
3: <laughs> you know that was kind of running through my mind too, but. You know he is a good driver, but I, I hate the, a lot of these 200 wins and and a lot of this stuff is it, gotten changed around. Uh, like Dev said, it's a whole lot easier. You know, if you only got 56 minutes worth of practice, and you got four cars, one guy would be trying a different set of shocks, the other guy would be trying experimental
2: motor. Well, that's great if everything else is equal. If everything's equal. I don't know if even the drivers are equal. I mean, you know, maybe close enough. But, I mean, I understood exactly where she was going with that. And it would be beneficial to have more than just a one-car team. But,
3: you know, you can't blame NASCAR exactly on that. Because, remember, we used to have those short fields up there at Pocono and Mm -hmm. some of those places. And Wally Fowler run at Pocono. Remember that, don't you? Yeah, I remember that. Well, he qualified and ran. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, but that was in well, wasn't that in that Sportsman I, series? I don't think he. No, really, I
3: think it was in, it was in the. I'm pretty sure. it was in the I cup don't think too. Wally ever but ran a. Now cup maybe race. maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm getting it mixed well, up. Well,
2: when we had him on that time, we discussed this stock car That's uh, right. his big That's time right. series, and he ran some Arca, and he, but when uh, maybe the Arca I'm thinking about. But you know what's his name? Uh, at Humpy Wheeler had that modified series, and. Uh, if, that scratching that you hear is uh, everybody scratching their ball tickets off over here. and uh, If you hear me start hollering, well, that means we're going to the bank. Well, you scratching it right <laughs> under the microphone, and it's coming out. It's coming across real clear. Well, uh, no, we're not. It, well, no, no, but, but, but Humpy Humpy Wheeler, we're
3: supporting our, lod, our, our soccer our education
2: lottery. Yeah, but Humpy, Humpy Wheeler. Wheeler had that sportsman series, and all those people got killed. Remember, they had those horrible wrecks at Charlotte. Awful. Oh, terrible wrecks, and... uh. But Wally won some of those, and I think he won one of them at Pocono. We discussed it one time. Let me finish with the TV here. Um, So Xfinity qualifying will be at 12.30, and you can come on down here to the Cup. Final practice will be from 2 to 3. So just about the time the Xfinity qualifying is over, the Cup will have their final practice session. IndyCar qualifying will be at 2.30, sort of overlapping, but it's on Peacock. Um, on at, That's at Road America. And then, then the, uh, at 3 o'clock is the Xfinity pre-race. 3.30 is the Xfinity race. That's on NBCSN, of course, from the concrete at Nashville. And 6 p.m., the 6.30 is the post-race. Then looking on down to um, final IndyCar practice at 5.30 on Peacock. And uh, that's just about going to do it for Saturday. Except I don't have on here, but 8 o'clock. Um, they run uh, the XR, SRX series, uh, Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart, and they are at Knoxville, Iowa, not Tennessee. That's dirt. That's dirt. And how many laps they go to half? I, you know, I didn't. I mean, it
4: don't, probably don't say them boys was talking about how tired they were. Last week, running 100 laps on asphalt, 100 laps on dirt is a whole lot different. Well, in the, the stages, the first Three parts of it. Mm-hmm. They don't run laps; they run
2: times. And they shortened it, as Deb said, and I From had read 15 that. Fifteen to, to
5: 12. twelve
2: to twelve minutes. It doesn't sound like much, but if you're falling out of the seat, three minutes is a, <laughs> <that's> a lot. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Sunday at eight fifty-five. Call it nine o'clock. Will be on ESPN, the Mothership. The Formula One race from France uh, at Paul Ricard, that's the name of the circuit. And you might remember, uh, if you saw the movie Rush, Paul Ricard was featured in that. Uh, Indy, uh, NASCAR Cup qualifying will be on NBC SN at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's kind of a strange time for NASCAR to have their cup qualifying, but uh, I, guess, uh, I guess they won't be in uh, their... Church services, like they used to have there, Greg. Yeah,
3: it used to be up there at Wilkesboro, and even at Darlington. About it? everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you had to wait church services before you fired
4: him long guns up. Well, I used to, you know, we used to have qualifying at eleven o'clock, but that was second round qualifying the yep. next day, and you had a choice of standing on your time, or you had to give up that time and requalify. And you was always standing there looking to see what the weather was gonna be. Because.
2: But didn't you have to use the same tires from the day before? Uh
4: sometimes we did
3: yeah, Yeah. Sometimes we did. they give what would they do? They'd give you three sets.
2: I mean you get another chance, but it's
4: on tires that you used the yeah, previous well, attempt.
2: Well, wait a minute, Greg.
4: Y'all never was in second round qualifying. Oh <laughs> they they didn't make Martinsville
2: one time, right? With
4: Dodd uh, With back. But we coulda, and what we had done, we'd
3: went up with a six hundred gear in the car. Well, we normally run a six twenty. Well, he was running so good because we, you know, we actually built a little bit of a qualifying motor for Wally for the short tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, like he easily made it at Martinsville and some other places. But we went ahead and, and thought it would go ahead and run real good with the six hundred gear. where well, the temperature got hotter and it needed the six twenty in it. So the next day. We had to go out and re-qualify on two-lap tires. Mm -hmm. And he got close. He he got close. but put the 620 in it, and it made up
2: almost the difference with the tire, but it it all worked. I remember what he said when y'all didn't qualify was, um, and I thought this was kind of funny. He said, I got lost. Now, how in the heck can you get lost at Martinsville? No, (laughs) I
3: think he was going by uh, uh, what? Being, Daddy was doing with that six hundred gear that we had lost our mind.
2: Well, I don't know, but he said right. I got. I got another quote. I just happened to read this. <laughs> this is completely off the record and nothing to do with uh, with what we're talking about right now. It does have to do with racing. Herman Beam, you remember Herman? Always oh, he ran at the back. Herman the turtle. I read a quote from him this week where he said, "I don't know what it takes to be a good race driver, but I don't have it." I thought that was very good. I believe he could could have drove better than he did. But, you know,
3: that was actually, didn't they say in, in the blue books or... No, it wasn't in the blue books. You actually told me that he started to start him one time and didn't
2: have his helmet on. No, he didn't have a helmet. And they put him on uh, the pole. They had an inverted start at Tampa one time. And uh, he just pulled in the pits and let everybody go by when they got the green flag. But at least he's a gentleman. When he, oh, he, I remember him having run the fairgrounds or, or a lot of tracks, but especially in Spartanburg, he'd have that Robins Egg Blue, very, very pale, light blue 60 Ford, uh, Elizabeth City Motors or something yeah, like that with something. the big red 19s on it. And it looked like it just came off the showroom. And, it, and it, when the race was over, it didn't have a scratch on it. Yeah, he,
3: his car did always look good before and after.
2: Right, before let me back. Yeah, uh, Herman. Uh, of course, there in the later years, he uh, he got Cale Yarborough driving it when he gave it up, and Cale actually has some pretty good runs. Um, so tomorrow, the Indy cars run at twelve thirty at Road America on NBCSN, and at uh, and then Cup runs at three thirty. That twelve thirty, and then immediately afterwards at three thirty is the Cup car. And they're both on NBCSN. So it's got IndyCar and Cup. They can't overlap because they're on the same channel. And they're back-to-back. And looking ahead, I've got a little bit here about next week. And uh, all I see is for the WeatherTech series for the six hours of Watkins Glen. It says 7 to 10 on NBCSN. But that's leaving out the first three hours. So uh, we'll find out where that's going to be. Good show, fellas. I hope everybody has a good Father's Day. And um, Ronnie, any we got three minutes. Any plans?
5: I plan on going out to lunch with my daughter and son-in-law and uh, granddaughter. And that's going to be it for my Father's Day. I'll be back home watching the race. All right.
2: Greg, what you got going on? Anything? Well, trying to think.
3: Obviously, I've had my mind on, on Daddy a lot, especially with all the racing going on. But uh, we'll, we'll do a little something. With, I think uh, Vernon said we're going to cook some uh what is it on the grill? Some some, some salmon on mm-hmm.
2: the grill? Yeah. We're talking about doing that. It's good on the grill. You know. Sit out there in the circus tent. Greg's got a circus tent in his backyard. you know that? Yeah. It's pretty nice, too. It, it, it looks like something out of Barman and Bailey, but it's not that big. <laughs> you can see it from Main Street. You can see it from Main Street. And he
3: doesn't, but look, he but doesn't, doesn't live on Main Street. Good. But it's a gazebo. <laughs> and and people are re- using these things on at lake houses and stuff. Instead of sitting in the picnic table. You know, getting made up with bugs. This thing got the sun off of it. It's got a fan. It's got a fan. Part in of it. it even runs a, a a solar power. The lights on the inside and it even do a light show for you. You got these real nice sitting chairs. Some of them rock. I mean they'll have a spring on I mean it's it it's really a good deal. It it, it beats getting made up by mosquitoes of sitting in the sun.
2: Yeah.
3: Well but it but it does if you go by and you look and it looking over to the to the left if you go and toward town and look over on our street and it looks like, boy, let's have a big yard sale or something going on. Or the PT circus is Barnum's in town. Great-grandson, side you Greg backyard.
2: they a bunch of clowns anyway, so we'll just go ahead and start it here on Maple Street. Alan, what you got going on? You going to meet uh, Mr. Wilson for a race or anything?
4: I don't know, but I've got grandson. They dropped him off yesterday at 5 o'clock and I've had him last night, so we got caught up on Spider-Man last <laughs> night. So, uh, <laughs> But, uh, they're going to be back in town tomorrow afternoon. She done said that she'd probably cook supper for me tomorrow night. So uh, that's pretty good. All right. No Lake Greenwood or anything? No, 15-year uh, anniversary this weekend. For you? No, Jada. Oh, I'm Jada. Four, I'm in the 40-year anniversary. Oh, okay. But Jada, yeah, 15-year anniversary. So they are rolling into Savannah, Georgia about right now. Oh, okay. Well, I got my
2: 28th coming up next week. I'm in the 40s and uh i won't have a wife to celebrate it with so uh uh i got a wife i guess we can celebrate something over the phone but uh um we'll do that when i pick her up and drive back on the fourth of july 20 seconds greg uh i shouldn't get into this with no time left you were kind of surprised that this cup is running at elkhart lake on the fourth of july weren't you
3: yeah, that, that's kind of stunning. We were on it at Elkhart Lake, and I, I think, didn't uh, Xfendi run there with Jeremy Clements? And he yeah, won
2: he, yeah, and he won. Yeah, so, anyway. four-mile
3: road course is fast. It's a
2: big road course. Fast. So, uh, appreciate everybody listening. Have a good Father's Day. All you fathers and everybody. And, uh. Happy June Happy June Natalie, get some tables ready. Some of us are on the way and uh, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday
0: morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been A presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg.